0: Happy Hub Day, folks, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsports, we are your daily dose of quick and handy capping and sports betting picks. And joining me today is, in fact, not Ogbert the Nerd, but Andy Molitor. How are you?
1: Yeah, I got my my. I found these glasses. I couldn't find them for a long time. They were in a glasses case instead of backpack that's on the wall. So happy Ooh. to have these blue, blue blockers. The blue blockers are back. I'm excited. Yes, one day, one day left until we get golf back in our life. People call it like and I called it this. I called it a a master's hangover, but I'm not sure if I have like I think it, it's almost it's almost like any other sport where it's like if you have a really bad NFL Sunday, you just don't feel like even thinking about the next week. Like when you win some money, when you do okay, even if you make it through a weekend like that without getting Without getting, uh, you know, just blasted like I have in some has some majors have been really rough to me. So, to get through a major on the, in the black, it feels good. So I'm just jacked, uh, jacked to talk more golf. Gonna blog later on, and yeah, it's it's gonna be a fun weekend. Um, if the weather ever turned – it snowed here the other day. Last night, it's going to snow a little today. So hopefully, I can get back to spring. That'll help to also improve my mood. And we. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and listen to the podcast, the stream from yesterday. I joked about this. Sometimes I do space out when other people are talking, especially because I am doing some producing. like I'm doing some of the graphics and stuff, so I'm not always paying attention to Alex, as bad as that feels <laughs> to say out loud. <laughs> Did you mention she was 15?
0: I don't think I mentioned specifically that she was
1: 15. You I mentioned said that she, she was young. very
0: young. I couldn't remember yeah. exact age. She has a sister that I think is like 14 or something even yeah. younger than that. But the two of them are like really young players. They're going to be great. Um, so it was nice to sort of get on the back of them. I know there was a retirement, so hopefully you got your bet down at a place that paid on those. Apologies and condolences if you had the retirement there. But that was a nice little uh, money line hit there.
1: And that's what I wanted to lead with. Can you talk about that a little, the retirement rules, and maybe the importance of checking how your book pays things like that?
0: Yeah, you have to go through. Every book is different. It's kind of one of the annoying parts about betting tennis. But if there's a retirement during a match, certain books grade it differently. Some on a money line will – some on a money line will – Grade your bet as a win as long as they get past the first set. As long as there's one set in the books, 6 4, 6 3, something, they get to that second set, they will pay out your money line bet. But a large majority of books will cancel all wagers on retirements. So you need to go back through and look. I know, for example, FanDuel, that's where I bet yesterday, they pay after the first set is graded. So Lucky me and lucky anybody else who bet there. I know, for example, I believe Bovada cancels everything automatically on retirement. I'm pretty sure Bookmaker does as well. It's been a little while since I've gone back and looked myself. But go through your books. Try to create like a little cheat sheet so you know. And the idea is when you're betting on big uh, money line underdogs, you want to make sure you get in these books where there's a possible retirement because that's when you kind of see those situations from a big favorite. Conversely, on the other side, if you're betting on someone that you think is not 100% and might actually quit on you. Make sure you bet at a book that cancels on a retirement because if your player quits, you get a push. It's almost in a, you know, not a risk-free ride, if you will. They don't always retire on you, but it's something you have to go through. Go through the help section of all your particular books. You can find the rules for tennis. Scroll down. Read through them. If you have any questions, if you find any of the wording to be difficult to understand, you can DM me on Twitter. I'll help you out with that.
1: Yeah and and like Alex said it's not some <clears throat> it's not some overarching rule like always bet at this book always bet here because these are rules where it's like if you know if you are looking at the possibility of a retirement from your opponent and you have a big money line underdog you want to get paid on a retirement you want those bets to cash whereas if you love a favorite and maybe your only trepidation would be They were carrying an injury. I'm not 100% sure that they're 100%. And the only way they possibly lose this match is they're injured and they might retire. Then you want to go the whole, like you said, go the whole opposite way. Have your cheat sheet know where you should bet. Um, This would be one of the cases, maybe the only cases, where I would say it's okay to take a worse number. You know, we all say shop, 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 get the best of the number. I think when you are looking at places that grade things differently according to their rules, this would be one of the cases where you could get a worse number and not feel bad about it. The only other case really that comes to mind is top 20 betting in golf where, or top 10, top 5, whatever, where there is uh, different dead heat rules at different books. Some books will. If you if you are familiar with dead heat rules and the math on that, again, I said this to someone the other day. Some of the most depressing math in gambling. Excuse me. If you if you bet, and it doesn't even really matter the number. If enough people are tied at a certain place, you can actually get you know less than your stake back. You can lose money on a winning bet. So that's where I will usually just pay a little more. And by that, I mean, get a worse number on some top 20 bets when I'm looking at these to make sure I'm getting no dead heat rules. You want to get your full payout. Nothing feels worse. than uh, the first time I ran into that was maybe five dimes. I had like three or four top twenties. And two of them, I think, tied for the, you know, the, the place that was the final place there. And they were both decent numbers, but it was like an eight-way tie or something. Yeah. And both both of them, neither of them paid out full stakes. It felt really bad. I had to ask. It was early on in my golf career, like, uh, like anything else. You know, you, you live and learn, talk to people, ask questions, you'll figure it out. So with that, yeah, congrats on uh, kind of nailing that one. She played very well. For, one more time with her name. Fru Vertova. remember her? She's like a ninth Linda grader. Fru-ver-to-va. She's uh. Let me see what she's, her
0: sister's name is.
1: She's gonna be real good. So, like we uh, while you're googling that, we will Linda. transition and into Vertova. Oh, that makes sense. That sounds like a nice, nice couple of gals. So we'll we'll uh, we'll transition into picks. Yeah, and that's the thing. This. Last point on this, Patrick P. from the chat says, similar to FanDuel offering a three-way first five money line. Three-way lines, really pay attention to that. You think uh, – <clears throat> I've had that with golf as well. Somebody says, oh, I can get a better number at this book on this matchup you're playing. Well, my matchup is a money line, and you're playing a three-way money line. If, mine, if my two golfers tie, I receive a push, a void, I get my money back. If your two golfers tie, you lose because there was a draw option so double check anytime somebody throws a three-way option at you in this case patrick speaking out a three-way first five money line in baseball you know if you think the same way a lot of it is if you think it's too good to be true figure out how they're screwing you because sometimes and not 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 to screw you i guess because it is Pretty transparent if you figure out what's going on. It's yeah, this is a three-way bet. There are three outcomes. There's no way to push on this outside of a game being canceled. So, oh, with that, let's uh, let's skate on over to the NBA. That's what you say when you go to hockey bets, but we don't have any of those we don't. today. Um, we'll have somebody he, back for the NHL. I I think I talked to somebody the other day. I think we're going to get on to talk a little NHL again. But today we'll head to the association, the heat loss. So I don't give a shit about it. I'm done with this league. Um, Some totals today. What is it? What is this? December?
0: Well, we'll get to that in a second. I mean, the Heat, I'm a little concerned, frankly. They have, I was looking today, they, I think they have to play eight games in the next 12 days as a result yeah. of their insane schedule. So let's hope Charlotte continues to lose games, despite whether or not we bet on them. You got to think big picture, folks. And let's hope Atlanta continues to miss Trey Young and lose games. But 12 games in the association tonight. And you know, I think so. kind of as a nice segue for my Heat comment, we are just... Barreling towards the end and just barreling. I mean, stuff is flying off the car, which is just a mess. Um, we're going to get to the end here, but these teams are just absolutely beat and just bruised here. So, again, be careful. Go through all your injury reports. Unfortunately, with the Charlotte bet last night, I said I wasn't going to be worried if one player was out. But unfortunately, two were out. I think we could have handled Terry Rogier or P.J. Washington, but not both. Let's look forward to tonight. I won't go through all 12 games, but two that stuck out to me: Cleveland and Charlotte. Cleveland possibly without Collins Sexton. Charlotte continues to have a lot of injury problems. Cleveland actually will have Jared Allen coming back. So Colin Sexton out, Jared Allen in. That's some offense out the door and some defense coming in. Charlotte again continuing to just kind of bleed players but they continue to be a strong team defensively. Yes, they lost that night, but, you know, it was a low-scoring game, and, and they were solid on that end of the floor. So happy to grab under 213.5, and, and the little cherry on top here, Andy, we're going under a total of 215, which has been very, very good this year.
1: Yeah, that's kind of that key – not that there's, like, key numbers. I shouldn't even use the word key, but no, there has, there, there has been now. there has been a strong trend, and I don't like that word either, but it's – it's been long going, it's been going on long enough where I feel I don't feel bad about this. So I'm, I will bet this for sure.
0: And it's a trend that that follows a bias. I'm not sure which bias it is. Maybe you remember from you and Drew doing that pod, but people like to bet under high numbers and over low numbers. And I, I'm subject to it too. I think I bet over 200 at some point earlier in the year or something like that because it just, I kept looking through my model and moving stuff around and I just couldn't get it that low. But It offers you some value here. Now, we don't have this in the next case. We get a nice total right in the middle here, 223.5. The Golden State Warriors playing the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma City has apparently dusted off Al Horford and and gotten him back off sabbatical. He's playing, which helps the Oklahoma City defense. Um, Shea Gildress Alexander is out, again, similar to what we're seeing with Cleveland. Offense out, defense in on that end. They've been a great defensive team at home. Unders for them, especially at home, have been particularly good. Golden State coming in tonight. I think they're going to be a team happy to kind of play at a slower pace. They're big favorites tonight. So a little concerned about the possibility of a blowout here. This will be something where if we have a nice sort of first half here, I might look to maybe – middle a little bit on the second half. If there's kind of a blowout, I'll tweet something out if I do that. But just like this number and then the cherry on top of this one, Andy, the guys uh, blowing the whistles apparently don't do that very much, so it should help us tonight.
1: Do you do anything with refs? Like I know a lot. I'm, I'm getting more into baseball, and I'm talking to baseball guys, and there's a few guys that do a lot with umps. Like uh, how how much are you getting into – is there is there some you know some days where it's like, uh, you know, none of the refs are going to matter today? just with the matchups or, and there's some days that are, or what are you doing with that?
0: I'm looking basically at, at individual refs and, and I'm trying to do some work to figure out what happens with individual crews. So you have a head ref and then you have two, you know, I think there's a chief and then two referees, whatever the heck the names are. Sure. Um, so I'm trying to get better at looking at what the combinations are, but it is something I look at every day. You have to understand, you know, who's going to be out there, how, have certain, have totals done when they're out there, have spreads when they've done out there. If you can get good enough statistics, how many fouls do they call? What does it look like? Um, Some referees have a home away bias. Some referees have bias towards certain teams. You end up hearing about this stuff towards the playoffs. Some of that stuff's a a little messy because we'll see something like, in the last six years, so-and-so, the Raptors are 0-8 when so-and-so refs. It's like, no, that's too long. But if you look back over a season, it's not many, but every once in a while there's a couple names, if you really start to go through, that stick out. There's a couple head refs that especially um, seem to drive certain outcomes. And, again, it's, you know we're talking about minute stuff, but when you're betting the NBA every day, that's the kind of stuff that you have a chance to pick up that maybe isn't built into the number.
1: Well, it's like something I said the other day about um, a golf matchup. I, said, I mentioned something, and I almost felt dumb saying it out loud, and I said – this is not the reason I made the bet, but it doesn't hurt. <laughs> like it's 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 like a, a nudge, an extra nudge. Um, trademark, Mister Thaler. But it is this little nudge that helps, you know, push you into it. Where, whereas if you were close and it were maybe the opposite way, it might nudge you off a bet. Um, you know, it's yeah, just that's not, how I not, use it. it's like a confirmation bias. Yeah, like, like a little. Confirmation. So
0: I like it. I go. My projections look under. I start to think about the matchup. I look at the injuries. Our else oh, is coming through. Let's click on the ref tab. Beautiful. Everything's in line. We'll see how we do.
1: All right. Speaking of golf, I did add some bets yesterday. I'm adding more bets today. This card is getting really big, making me a little nervous. But I like where my numbers are right now. I ended up with another matchup, and I will. I will say, anybody who joined last night got to see. Untitled golf project. We mentioned it in the chat. This does not have a name. We are really struggling to figure out what to call this. Anybody who can anybody who can name this, like I think Reed offered hundred bucks to somebody who comes up with a name we like. So Untitled Golf Project still needs a name. I had a lot of fun playing RBC last night. I shot eight under and I added some bets. Yes, uh, Griffin Hatton got the got the nudge joke. Um, this is one I added. I don't usually do a lot of outrights. I already had five, but the more I circled this, I just I circled the drain and went down it. Morikawa, I found a 21. There was a lot of 17s, and I said I can't bet 17. Then I found a 21 at FanDuel. So that's probably a bet. This is such a second shot course. Is I and then every <clears throat> every iteration of modeling I did, looking at iron play and approach shots, it was like, oh, guess who's number one again? It's it's Colin Morikawa. He's a major champion. This is not that good of a field outside of the top few players. He, this this probably should be like a 15-16, so I bet Markawa. Uh, that will be my last addition to uh, Outrights, but I will be making plenty more plays uh, in the head-to-head markets. I had a couple, like I said last night. You can find that on the YouTube channel if you want to rewatch that. I go through eight bets. We're going to try to do that every week, and like I said – even got a co-host in the works, working with them this week to try to work some things out and have uh, have somebody bouncing ideas back and forth with me, talking golf every every Tuesday night. Um, I did add some plays for tomorrow right away, though. I will have my full blog, my full card with all my matchups for the whole tournament. I am going to play round by round as much as I have a chance. I should have more time this week without having to do so much Masters horse shit. But uh, Kirk Moore answer, I mean, these are guys I think – I think I played them all outright. So obviously they're guys yeah. I like. And these were just some guys that were way, way, way down the list for me. For Telly, I can't find anything that backs him being anywhere. I mean, you can see a lot of these are bigger favorites. I'm betting some bigger favorites here. Uh, JT JTP there, plus 113, getting to fade him with more. That's a guy I've dogged on and dogged on and dogged on over the years. I've bet against him. I'm I'm fine with all these. Even laying the prices, I've I've talked about this in the past too with selling these strokes. We've you know we've gone over this. Should you shouldn't you? I anyone wants the math on that, feel free to DM me. But I do look at um, similar to how you create a synthetic zero hold by looking at a bunch of different prices and finding the best price on one side and the best price on the other, seeing how close those two can get. I'm looking for the very best price, laying the half stroke, and the very best price, even if it's in a different book, on playing the straight money line. The money line and the handicap, and then I compare those two prices as a percentage and see if there's a big enough gap in there. And if there isn't, then I won't lay the stroke. I say it's not a big enough – I'm not getting enough money for – you know, I'm not getting enough money for laying uh laying an extra half stroke here. I'm going to take the money line that does come up. So today there wasn't anything like that, or tomorrow rather. So I am I'm fine with that. And then one final note on Kisner. Um, he's trying a new putting style. Like This is something you can kind of key in on if you do pay attention. And I don't pay attention, but I pay attention to the people that talk golf with me. And they're really good at finding this information again, networking, chatting, getting into some group chats with some people like this, some Slack channels. Like, you know, and this has been all over, though. I mean, this is a big one. Kisner's going to like lock his arms while he's putting, he's doing something different. I'm never. Even I was gonna fade him anyway. This is again just a nudge. Anytime somebody's going with some wild equipment change or a big change in the way they're a swing change, a putting change, that's an extra bonus nudge. So answer over Kisner. Uh the one I obviously Kirk over Fratelli is the one I love the best, but I love all three of these quite a bit. So that'll be for tomorrow. I don't think I'll have any more round one plays, but like I said, I will have more full tournament head to heads.
0: Love it. Yeah, they're Which changing leaves? putting. I don't want anybody changing their putters. And one of the things, actually, I've talked to people, I'm caddied forever. And again, I'm trying to, you know, like I can help professional golfers, but I think anybody who's putting got to be loose, man. You got to feel good. You got to feel comfortable. He's going to be out there like this, trying to. That's no good.
1: I mean, there are times where people are just, it's not like they're punting a tournament away, like they're still hoping they play well. But, you know, when, it, you know, th- there are times where it's like I'm using this tournament to try something out. That's th- more times than not, it doesn't turn out great. So um, close with tennis back to our 15 year old. She she advanced. She will play tomorrow or tonight.
0: She plays uh, tomorrow and I'm going back and forth on that one. She's right around a pick. I haven't wagered anything there yet. Um, I do like her in that match, but I need to do a little more homework on her opponent. We do have four matches today, and I wanted to make up for the two unders. I know those unders bum you out. So we come back, you know, four matches, all the money lines, just about right to me. Maybe a little value in Lauren Davis as an underdog against Donka Kudvinich. I kept staring at Claire Liu against Shelby Rogers. She's almost 5-1, maybe a sprinkle there. But my favorite play today, Alja Tomjanovic and Clara Towson over 21 now this is a moved a little bit. You know, if you see a 21 and a half, look for anything less than standard juice. If you see a 21 minus 115, even minus 120, that's okay. Play that instead of looking for like a 21 and a half at standard juice. So there are some 21s around there. You're not going to get it at minus 110. I think I played this at minus 15 myself. So you know, it's okay. Minus 15 is fine. Minus 20 is okay. And the over two and a half sets, this number is still out there. I like this. Um, starting to get a little tighter here. Some of these edges, frankly, I have this plus 135. So not as good as normal. We get like a plus 150 here, but again, still like plus 145. Tom Leanovich, a tour veteran. Towson, another youngster, although not quite a uh, 15-year-old. Towson, I believe, is 17 or 18. So I, I think she can, you know, uh, buy cigarettes or something if she wants, and she's done here, but can't drink yet. Tom Leanovich is again, um, a tour veteran, you know, not an older player, if you will, but she's been playing very well in these courts the last couple weeks. Actually, she's really found her form, she struggled at the beginning of the year and has been playing really nicely here for the last couple weeks. Towson had a nice first match, I think. Again, the market's underestimating her a little bit. She was the favorite in Bogota last week and lost in three sets in kind of embarrassing fashion, and I think. There's been a little bit of too much of a move the other way. I expect this to be a very competitive match. I think we'll have either two very long sets, and I'm expecting three. So let's stack the overs here in Tomljanovic Towson. That starts um, later tonight, I believe. That's
1: afternoon Eastern time.
0: It's hard. I switch computers, and I can't remember if it switches everything to Pacific or not.
1: I never trust uh, Flash Score anyway. So
0: it's sometime. <laughs> Looks like that'll be four in the afternoon Eastern. So that's the, again, the earliest it'll be. So you've got a little time to get those in. You've got like four hours. All
1: right. All right, cool. And maybe sometimes somebody did ask like how big of a difference are you looking for when you're laying the stroke? It is different between dailies and full tournament because full tournament is a bigger sample size. You get more chances to have a bigger distribution of scores, hopefully. Whereas over eighteen holes, it's tougher. So I do, I do need a bigger distribution for a half stroke than a stroke and a half, as f- or a bigger number as as funny as that sounds. But uh, yeah, that's between minus one, minus one fifty. What what you're doing, and we'll talk about this math someday, I guess. Every, every time you want to compare prices when they're American prices, start converting them to implied percentages. Because you know, you could say a 41 cent difference, a 41 cent difference is not the same from minus 150 to minus 109 as it is from even to plus 141. So we will, uh, we'll have to go over that someday, kind of talk about how we are not working on a linear system over here and everything's goofy. And then we'll close with this question win NFL draft props this week for sure.
0: Soon, Ooh, very soon.
1: If you have any questions, I would encourage you to. Take them and uh, tweet them at Deep Dive Pod. We will be on tonight a little later than normal. I'll tweet out the time, but we have a really good guest. We'll be going over a bunch of draft stuff as we inch closer to the NFL draft. Yes, I'm very excited to talk I love about draft. that tonight. NBA I, I draft do love draft. It's fun.
0: You
1: All guys the, do a great I'll, job with the, the, the NFL only, draft. The only one that sucks is the uh, the baseball draft because it's like 700 rounds. Yeah, yeah. I don't really that, to do they have that. betting
0: on that? I assume they do.
1: Oh yeah, so we will have yeah we we will have plenty. Also, get the hockey draft too. Yeah, I guess that one doesn't count. we'll have, we'll have plenty of draft uh, content over the next couple of weeks. So, with that, we'll check you uh, later. Thanks a lot if you're in the YouTube chat. Do please give us a thumbs up. That really helps. Something with the uh, algorithms and all that jazz. And if you haven't yet and you're in one of the legal states, don't forget to sign up for our sponsor, WinBet. Get a $500 risk-free bet and the sweatshirt that Alex is wearing, a beautiful cotton-spun Under Armour, Spurts, or deep-dive sweatshirt. You can get one of those. It's free if you send us your information. Send that over to at Spurts on Twitter or email, contact at BetSpurts.com. And with that... We're off.